Hey there, welcome to the Healthy Vibes podcast. Today on the podcast, I have a great conversation with Jennifer Pressimone. Our conversation is about um, health, being open-minded to other answers, alternative methods, essential oils and herbs, and how they can help us with many common issues we face. This episode left me wanting to learn even more because she opened my mind to things I had never even heard about. She's a certified clinical aromatherapy and herbal educator. She empowers other professionals, health and wellness professionals, through her certifications, her specialty training courses. She has um, a bachelor's degree in psychology, numerous natural health certifications. She is passionate about educating and empowering others through all of these alternative methods because she's inspired by her own health journey, which she will tell us about. So please um, sit back, tune in, and enjoy this great conversation with Jennifer. All right, today on the podcast, we have Jennifer Pressamone, who has a, a super interesting background in what she does with um, teaching and training and, and oils and gut training. Um, and telling us how we can better our health. And um, welcome, Jennifer. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thanks, Kelly. I'm so excited to be here with you today. You have such such an amazing background. And um, I'd like to start with you just telling us, first of all, what you actually do right now, like what the, the services you're providing and in your own words. Yeah, I am a clinical aromatherapy and herbal educator. I have been a practitioner in holistic health for 20 plus years. And, you know, a big part of my business has always been education. And that's where my main focus is now. I am a product formulator. So I do formulate various products for my own line, but also for other companies using pure essential oils and botanicals. My whole basis is holistic, using plants from the ground, um, you know, using nature and going back to our roots of how we can help ourselves, you know, health-wise. I'm also an author. I'm a, a, a guest speaker, a motivational speaker as well. But my biggest passion, you know, is, is blending and teaching and teaching you how to blend. (laughs) Which I love because, um, First of all, I love going back to the roots, like you said, and I'm a big health and wellness person. And I, f- I feel like it, it can be so overwhelming, the whole arena of it. And my whole goal has always been, my background came from fitness, but I've evolved into little by little trying to learn all that's out there and just teach it to people simply. Because, you know, if it's not your what you're doing for a living or even your passion, it's hard to navigate and and your your website and everything i read about you you're doing such a great do- job of that like teaching and 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 helping people with basic concerns that they have and i'd love for you to to tell us your story cuz your story of how you got i'm pretty sure it's how you got into this right mhm it is your which is it's a it's a pretty powerful story i'm going to let you tell it if that's okay Yeah, I, um, you know, I used to have a corporate job. I was so excited. I excelled and you still excel in everything that I do. I'm just very focused on that. And, um, you know, being an overachiever, I had landed an incredible job 
uh, as an insurance underwriter, you know, at a very young age, I had a, a great job making great money and loved what I did. Um, you know, it was very paper intensive and time intensive. And so um, when you work in corporate, you know, normally, you know, for me, I was in a big office and the bathroom was down the hall. It wasn't near me. Um, and because the phone is always ringing, there's somebody on hold. There was papers that had very, you know, hey, you got, you know, one minute to get this done. Um, you know, I didn't make it to the bathroom as often as I wanted, so I would hold it. And, you know, over time, that really affects your body. I didn't know it at the time. Uh, and so that really caused me to have some major uh, urinary issues. I ended up with a urinary tract infection. I went to the local doctor. I was around Christmas time and, you know, they gave me uh, medications. I had gotten an antibiotic um, and some pain meds. And it turned out that I was allergic to both of them. Um, and it took us a few days to really understand what was happening, but I basically had antibiotic poisoning from that because, Ooh. you know, I, I took it and didn't understand the signs of what a reaction was. I just thought that was just normal. Um, so, I, you know, you think you know something until you don't. Right. And, um, you know, my I got so sick and couldn't even answer my phone and mother's intuition, you know, she showed up at my doorstep, you know, that Monday and, you know, I was just about passed out and uh, she got a hold of the doctor and the doctor said, oh, yeah, you know, she's having this bad reaction. You need to rush her to the hospital. Um, and from there, I ended up with uh, what they call pseudomembranous colitis at the time, and which is, you know, antibiotic poisoning. But I had a really um, bad form of colitis that did turn into Crohn's, uh, IBS, leaky gut. Um, so basically, it, it tore up my whole and stopped and inhibited and changed my whole gastrointestinal health, I mean, literally overnight. And from there, it was a constant battle because I was, I was never the same. And I continued down that track and they would give me different medications. I did every test. I was one of the very first people to swallow the camera. They now, now you wear this little tiny device on your hip. The time I tried, um, you know, they have this um, camera endoscopy where you swallow this little pill that's a camera and it, as it travels through, you know, it, they can watch things through your whole system. But I had to wear like the sandwich board. I have this whole x-ray thing machine on the front wow. and behind me, I literally put this A-frame thing on me and had to carry it around for 24 hours and, and had to sleep kind of standing up. Um, so that they could test all of this stuff. And they just kept coming back saying, you're a perfectly healthy, sick person. We don't know what's oh wrong with gosh. you. We know that you're in organ failure, your liver shutting down, your kidneys are shutting down, you know, uh, your heart's not in good That's shape, scary. your guts obviously are not in good shape. And I just kept declining to the point, um, you know, my last doctor visit of that that um, time frame, you know, he said uh, to my mom, you know, listen, there's nothing else we can do. The best bet is to bring hospice in. She's got about six months to live. Oh my and gosh. that was devastating. I was so sick. I didn't, I don't even think I processed what he was saying, but the look, I will never forget the look in my mother's eyes was just devastating um, of, of, I mean, just to see that gut-wrenching yeah. look. Um, and, you know, embarrassingly, I'll admit, I, you know, we said, okay. And, you know, I live in the South. We thought, you know, okay, we do open casket. 
Um, so we started kind of planning like, okay, what does this next six months look like? And my sister had found a, an herb shop in my hometown and said, hey, you know, maybe they can do something or at least help you feel a little bit better for as long as you have. And so I did. I went to the local herb shop and I said, hey, you can't kill me. So what do you have? You know, I thought if I was down to 70 pounds and then when I would take the prednisone, I would go up to 140. And so I remember one of the times I was on prednisone that I walked in there, the lady didn't recognize me. I'm like, hey, it's me. It's Jennifer. And she's like, oh my gosh, you, you're like, you blew up. <laughs> what happened? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's a prednisone. Um, so I would oscillate between 74 and, you know, 140 pounds. Um, oh but I thought if I could get some bodybuilding herbs and again, I did, I knew nothing. I was in corporate America. I was eating, if I ate a salad from McDonald's once a week, I thought I was good. And if I only half a pot of coffee a day instead of a whole pot, I thought that was great. Um, So my definition of health was just different. And I was in my 20s. You don't think about these things when you're in your 20s. You don't think about the impact it has on your health and the impact it's going to have later on in your life. Right. Um, And so, you know, I, I went and I thought, well, bodybuilding herbs should plump you up. Maybe that'll help put some meat on my bones so I don't look so pathetic. Um, And then she hadn't talked to me about, you know, her first words to me were, okay, so let's talk about your poop. And I thought, oh my God, what? I ran out. (laughs) I'm like, who does that? Uh, No, I never, I don't know you. Uh, And I don't talk about poop. So I ran out (laughs) and um, then I I went home. I told my sister what happened. She goes, well, why did she ask you about that? And I said, I don't know. I didn't stick around to find out. She goes, well, maybe you should have. So I got the courage a couple weeks later to go back. And when nobody, I stopped the store and when nobody was in there, then I went and I said, listen, why would you ask me that? And please keep your voice down in case somebody walks in. This is embarrassing. Um, <laughs> and, and now, I mean, we have poop talk all the time. It's not even a big deal. But at right, the time, right. 20, 20 years ago, you just didn't do that. Nobody knew what IBS was. They just thought, oh, you're not, you're just making it up. Nobody knew what, you know, uh, Crohn's was. It's just a lot, you know, has evolved during this time. Um, So, you know, we talked about it and she had introduced me to what a probiotic was and explained what a probiotic was. And I said, okay. And she just happened to be having a class on aromatherapy. She goes, I'm learning about something new. You need a little bit of fun in your life. Why don't you just come and sit there? You know, you just come and sit there. You do nothing. You just come and sit there. So my husband dropped me off and I learned about what essential oils were. And at that time it was way over my head. I didn't know anything about natural health. I didn't know, I had an herb garden and I would pluck some stuff out of my herb garden and steep it in my tea. You know, that was the extent of my knowledge. Um, But I I learned a little bit and she had made me this roll-on with Roman chamomile in it and some carrier oil. Um, And she's like, well, I heard, I don't know if it's true. You can tell me, but I heard that this should stop some spasms. So you can try it. When you wake up in the morning and you have your bad IBS attacks, like you normally do, try it and then tell me what happens. So next morning, I couldn't wait. First time ever, I couldn't wait to get my IBS cramps because it would always happen between 5 to 7 a.m., which I know what that means now. Um, But it would always happen 5 to 7 a.m. I would get the cramps. And I grabbed this roll on and put it on my stomach. And it took me from like 
a pain level of like a hundred down to probably like a five. Astonishing. I mean, astonishing. I'm like, that was a fluke. So I couldn't wait the next day to get cramps again to see, did it continue to work? And it did. And, you know, from there I had to take a sabbatical from my job and I just would hang out in this local herb shop in here, which she talked about to people and just educated myself. Uh, I have a degree in psychology and with that I had a lot of science um, courses in college, uh, you know, as well as the psychological side. I also had the physiological side and I grabbed all my books out and I would just read and I thought, you know what, what if I learn why my body is broken? Why did my body break? What's broken? And is there an option to fix it? And, you know, I was very fortunate. God just put the right people in front of me who had answers, who were my cheerleaders, who were my reference books and practitioners that coached me and mentored me on things to do, how to eat better, how to clean better, how to take, you know, um, you know, which herbs to take and why, mm-hmm. and why I was not doing well with the B vitamin. And I had to find some herb that was high in B vitamins in order for it to actually absorb in me. Because I had, mm-hmm. basically, if I go back and I analyze myself, and and I'm not a doctor, so I can't diagnose or prescribe or anything like that. But if I had to go back and put a label on it, I had malabsorption. Malabsorption means you're not oh. absorbing your food. When you don't right. absorb food, you don't eliminate the trash and the trash stays in you causing havoc. That's what was happening. That's why nobody could figure it out. And now we know that, but you know, that whole journey just of my own triumph and life-threatening situation brought me to a place of, I had to learn how to fix myself. I learned about herbs. I learned about botanicals. And more importantly, I learned about essential oils. And then I found I had a gift. I had this natural gift of I knew exactly what to match together to create these beautiful blends. And that is how my journey started. I didn't choose natural health. It totally chose me. And I just, it it kept introducing itself to me and then I would use it and found I got relief. And then I found, man, I'm really resonating this with this. It really makes sense to me. It's filling my heart it's helping me, you know, three months of doing this, I was out of my wheelchair. I was walking again. I could take wow. myself to the bathroom rather than have to have somebody take me to the oh bathroom, gosh. which, you know, you think you're going to have to do when you're 80 and 90, not when you're in your mid twenties, you know, it just had a, had a lot of triumphs that I had to get over a lot of little tragedies. And I say their tragedies turn triumph because it's just like in life, everything you endure, there's a reason for it. What lesson, you can let it own you, you can let it take you over and you can let it bury you, or you can learn something from it and make yourself better and stronger. Um, and that's why I have a passion for education. I, I didn't have a lot, but I did have some great mentors and some great education. And because of that, I lived. I know I'm still here today because of that. And I want to be that guiding light. If I can share with you, it's what took me 20 years to learn. If I can tell you that now and save you a 20 year learning curve, that's important because now you can really make a difference in your health health, and you can get 
better results quicker. It's not going to take you 20 years, you know, maybe 20 days, but you know, not 20 years. Right. That's, that is an incredible story. And I have to say, like, I felt it deep when you were taught, I can't even imagine what you went through, but the fact that you had people that guided you and you ended up where you are. Like, I know people that have passed from what you've just described. And Mm -hmm. I feel like it, it is amazing that like you keep saying that that long ago, thank goodness you were able to find that path because you're right. It wasn't as well-known or out there. And, and today in this world, I love so much of your story to, you know, to look to alternatives, to look to other things. Cause um, even though you say you can't diagnose, I find that the people that are outside of the medical industry sometimes are better at finding that because your, your, your mind is open to so many possibilities rather than well, we have to be an investigator. Of, you, you kind yes, of exactly. that's an investigative instincts of man, you know, I wonder, and, and, and our curiosities drive that, Absolutely. you know, I think our medical industry has such a tough job because they have can you know constraints and restrictions yes. put on them that exactly. they don't often have time to explore curiosities, um, and so you know as a holistic practitioner we do, um, and and we have the option to go out and everybody really does. You go out and you seek education, and that's our goal. Is I love as much as I teach, I learn. I learn from my colleagues. Anytime I have colleagues or a conference I can go to where I can learn what other people are doing, that's going to make me better and stronger, not only for my personal health, but for other other people. But you're right. It, it really comes down to just really taking a thought and letting it unfold and, and yes. figuring it out. It's problem solving, you know, at its best. Exactly. And that's what I always say. I'm never one to just sit in the, well, this is what it is. This is what I got. This is what, and when my clients or anyone comes to me, I'm always like, no, I just believe there's always an answer. Whether it can fix it or not, it can make it better. There's always something, but you're right. It's a bunch of exploring, investigating, and you you definitely have a gift. I can hear it in your voice. I can see it in all you do when I read about you and all of everything on your website. Your website's so, so, so much information. Um, and the one thing you brought up, which I was going to ask you about, was the timing. And you wrote a blog post about this, and I thought it was super interesting when you said it was waking you up at 5 to 7 a.m., and now you know what that is. And one of your um, articles that you wrote, you were talking about timing. And mm-hmm. I thought that was so interesting. That is something that I, I've ne- I don't know about. So I'd love, can you get into that a little bit? Yeah. You know, part of what, what helps me be good is, you know, like I said, I used to be an insurance underwriter before that I would be, um, I helped in investigative claims and banking, uh, fraud claims. So that requires a lot of, um, investigation and problem solving. And I've been able to infuse that aspect with my psychological background, you know, to make this beautiful harmony. And now the, th- the third piece to that is bringing in the botanicals. You figure it out and then you help it, you know. So I, mm-hmm. I have my skills to figure it out, but then I use my botanicals to help it. And one of the things that I look for is patterns. And when I was talking about you, you explore your curiosities and investigative skills, you look for patterns. And this is how I, what I do, whether I'm 
preparing a class, teaching a class, or, or working as a practitioner is, all right, you know, wh- what is the common denominator? What what keeps reoccurring and what time does it occur? Because it's got to mean something. And so where I'm at is I find the huge influence of the circadian rhythm. And a lot of people associate circadian rhythm with sleep, but that's only half the equation, right? Because you sleep in the night, but you're also awake in the day. And so the circadian rhythm clock or time zones uh, your body does maintenance every 24 hours. And you've got a few different types of circadians, but you know, the one that we're talking about is basically, you know, your functionality clock and your body does maintenance every two hours on a different organ system or body system. And when we are looking at what's going on with you, you know, for me, I was having my IBS was worse between five to 7 a.m. All right, well, what is the body doing between five to seven? Because I had just been sleeping all night. So, and I was not awake, it woke me up. So what is that? So when we look at the circadian clock, your body is doing maintenance on your large intestine from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. Now, when you go to, you know, like I was saying, the circadian is really connected with sleep. And so a lot of people ask you, okay, you know, what do you have for sleep? Well, that's a loaded question. You know, do you have trouble getting to sleep or staying asleep? Because if you have trouble getting to sleep, we want to look at the circadian clock between 11 p.m. and 1 a.m., which is gallbladder. But if you have trouble staying asleep, what's the first time that you wake up in the nighttime? You know, and so we look at between 1 a.m. and 3 a.m. is liver, and then from 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. is lungs, and then from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. is large intestine. So your body is doing maintenance on your detoxifying organs all night long. And if there's a hiccup anywhere along in those detoxifying organs, meaning your body is preparing to take the trash out in the daytime, it's really focused on absorbing nutrients, absorbing light, absorbing energy. And then we have this transition, kind of like that yin and the yang symbol. We transition into the nighttime hours where your body is getting, is preparing for rest. But while you're resting, it's like the cleanup crew, your maintenance crew comes in at nighttime to clean everything up. You need to be asleep, get out of the way. Um, that's why, you know, at 11 p.m., a lot of people say, man, I get my second wind at 11. I can stay up till two. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's not for you. That energy was not for you. It was for your maintenance organs. And if you steal that energy, then now your detoxifying organs can't do its job to the fullest extent. And so when you wake up in the morning, you should have that healthy bowel movement from 5 to 7 a.m. But if there's hiccups, if it's compromised, if it's not healthy, if there's inflammation and irritation, then you're going to have these spasms, which is what happens with IBS. So a lot of people with gastrointestinal issues, they will usually occur from 5 to 7 in the morning, or they're going to occur from one to three in the afternoon, because one to three in the afternoon is the small intestine. So now we can see patterns. So when I'm working with clients, I'm like, all right, so let's look for some patterns. What exactly is happening? So is it burning? Is it throbbing? Is it cramping? What is that? We want to look at how it presents, but then we want to go back. Is there a time of day or a time of month Uh, or time of year that something keeps happening. Because for people that are grieving, they might start having bronchitis and respiratory distress 
about a month before a major anniversary of somebody they lost. You know, that's, and then they will start waking up between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. Because that's the long time zone. So, you know, when you learn these little things that you can look at and and how you can cross-reference, then you understand more. And it's not that I'm a rocket scientist and I know everything, but I, I learn how to investigate and how to cross-reference because if we know, okay, the large intestine is the one that's really upset, then we know when we go to look at herbs and essential oils, then we're going to look at those that are very profound and have an affinity to strengthen and support the large intestine. Now, out of 200 oils that I work with, that just narrowed it down, right? right? So when you walk in an herb shop and you're like, oh my gosh, there's so much, where do I begin? What's going on? What's the one thing you need help with or the one thing that you know to be true? I knew to be true. My large intestine was not happy. That was my point of reference. That's so powerful. And, I, and I'm glad you win it because I had a question, but you've answered it now. I feel like I love oils. And I've learned, um, you know, I've learned over the years a little bit and little, but I am by no means even close to like knowing a lot, but just what you walked through totally laid it out <laughs> so much better for me when, cause I always will tell friends, well, use this or use this, but my knowledge is so limited and I know that it's so much bigger, but I just, that is just so powerful what you just explained with the timings and all of it. Um, and you, you actually make your own oils. Is that correct? I don't make my own oils. That's a whole process. And a lot of people okay. think, oh, I can have an herb garden and then I can buy a still and I can distill it. And you certainly can. But when you go into a therapeutic oil. And there's no such thing as a grading system. So there's not a therapeutic grade per se in in the way that a lot of people think, you know, but you can have a, a particular oil that is powerful enough and contains therapeutic constituents. And, you know, if I was to grow lavender in Florida, that's very different than growing lavender at a higher altitude, say in France. And when you, um, when you look at your essential oils and your botanicals, I mean, they have their own DNA. I always talk about essential oils like people. They're people to me. They have their own personality. And and just like us, depends on where we grew up. If we grew up in the North, it's very different personalities than people that grew up in the South or that grew up in California. You know, there's, there's just differences. And the same thing with plants. And so for lavender to have the highest therapeutic constituents, it needs to be grown at the right altitude with the right amount of uh, watering, you know, in the right humidity, in the right soil, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of sunlight, uh, but not too much. And so where we are in the world makes a difference. You know, we're closer, you know, to the sun than um, up north. And so we have to have all of these different things uh, that go into play. And so my lavender is not going to be the highest quality if I was to produce it in Florida of the one that I am getting from, you know, my suppliers in France. And so that's the thing about oils and plants is we have to get it from the right place in the world that is going to give us the highest quality and the highest therapy. 
And so, you know, I use as a practitioner, I use, I'm not a farmer. I'm not, um, I don't have a manufacturing plant because that's a whole other uh, thing we want to do, you know? So for me, I make sure I love my farmers because that's all they do. My farmers use manufacturers that can actually take this uh, plant material that has been so preciously sacrificed for our use. Um, It has been harvested and now we have to have manufacturing plants that take care of that plant material. They're just not running it through sterile and have people with bad attitudes and, you know, putting their bad energy into all of that because, you know, plants, you know, they have a certain type of energy as well. So you want to make sure that when it goes to the manufacturing plant, they take care of it. They're, it's precious material goes through the proper distillation process and with the right temperature um, and is handled with care to get it into the bottle. And, you know, there, there's a lot that goes into that. So me personally, that's, that, that, that's, that's two more than full-time jobs, <laughs> you know, two massive so you, things. I'm the end user. So I'm get, the end product. Gotcha. I take the oils and I know their personalities well enough. And I create teams or a custom blends where I know that, okay, if I talk to you and I listen to you and I hear and feel what you need then I know, okay, I need to grab these 10 oils. These 10 are going to be exactly what you need because it's going to help bring your mind, your body, everything about you into harmony. Um, You know, so I work more on that practitioner level. Okay. So that explained it so well. So on your site, you do do custom blends that you can just purchase, but when you meet with specific clients, you actually make personalized blends for that client as well is what you're saying. Yeah, that's my, that's my gift. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. So, and I love that you explained it that way. So, so your oils come from all over different places then depending on which ones you're getting is that is what you just said, right? Yeah. We have farmers all over and you know, the big thing is of course, organic is going to make sure we're following the proper, um, you know, guidelines and it's, it's of high quality and it's not been sprayed, you know, with herbicides and pesticides, but there are farms, uh, in very remote areas, you know, some are even like in Madagascar, for example, that have farms that have been, do- they're like seven generations deep of farmers. This wow. is all they do. And they probably are beyond uh, organic measures. But in order to be classified or as, as organic, there's a lot of paperwork. There's a lot of red tape. It is extremely expensive. And it would put these little farms in different places in the world out of business. And so we just want to keep that in mind that, yeah, organic is great um, as much as we can do that because, you know, we know there's going to be certain guidelines and and hopefully sustainable practices and eco-friendly practices that go along with it. But we don't want to discount some that are coming from those farms that rely on this. This they're the farmers, this provides food and life for the whole communities on their remote islands or in their remote locations. Um, so we just have to look at it globally, uh, you know, that way. And we, uh, you know, we also want to make sure that people are doing sustainable stuff with them, that they're not being over harvested. Um, you know, and that's why in aromatherapy, you're always going to see maybe different species that come up. I just was talking with a colleague the other day on a webinar and we were talking about frankincense and, you know, frankincense, um, 
Carteride. That was uh, the main frankincense used years ago. And now we're seeing, um, you know, Boswellia is the frankincense species, but now we're starting to see Sacra. We're starting to see other species uh, because, you know, Carteride is so over harvested and it, it's becoming endangered. And because of that, we have to find different species. And it's going to have, because it's in the same family, it's going to have a lot of the same um, makeup, but it's going to have some different constituents to it. And so there is something different about using different species of an essential oil, you know, different chemotypes of an essential oil. Um, And when I'm putting custom blends together, there's some that are more gentle than others. You know, we look at chamomile, Roman chamomile versus German chamomile. Roman chamomile is a little bit more gentle and compassionate and loving. And German chamomile, it's going to be loving and compassionate. It's just going to be a little bit more stern and, you know, force you, okay, you can be a giver, but there's boundaries. You know, with Roman <laughs> chamomile, it's like, no, whatever. I'm, I'm just going to give you all of me. And German chamomile is like, well, you can have the majority of me, but there's a boundary. You know, we're going to be, we need to be strong here. Um, strong, but compassionate. So you see these two different personalities that come out, you know, as a practitioner and as an educator. Um, and what I educate my students is to know the difference. So if I was to make you a custom blend, it's exactly you know, the feedback I get, and I kind of coined the term, but what most people tell me is, how did you get me in a bottle? When I smell it, I feel me, that you captured me in a bottle. How did you do that? And when I smell it, it taps every part of my being. Well, when you understand the plants and you understand its personality, you can do that, you know, and we all have gifts. This is just my gift. It's definitely your gift. I can help. I can tell from listening to you. And I knew majority of what you did by studying you, but I love that you're explaining all of this to me. It's such a, you're, you're an unbelievable resource to, to teach people about oils. Cause I feel like I tell people all the time, but now I can just say, you need to call Jennifer because <laughs> she, she's going to put you in a bottle, which is, <laughs> is what a gift that is. That is, I mean, cause I know that oils can do so much. And I've always been so intrigued by them, but I've never been able to dive, you know, deeper because my specialty is other things. So I, I just love that I found you. It can you. be a compliment. Um, it can totally complement what you're doing. And you don't, I didn't start by learning 200 oils. I do now, but right. remember I'm 20 years into it. I started with, I learned about lavender and peppermint. If you need, if I needed to help <laughs> you with anything, you got lavender or peppermint. And That's then funny. I Those are my two. <laughs> yeah. That, and so you learn what you learn about that and you learn what they can help with. And then when you're like, all right, well, I need help in this other area and lavender and peppermint aren't quite getting it. Let me find a third oil to learn about. And then you would learn about a third oil. When I first started, you know, I was telling you about my journey when I had been introduced to the herb shop and I took my sabbatical. Uh, What I didn't tell you is from there, when I took my sabbatical and I would hang out in the shop, that turned into a business opportunity. I ended up uh, creating a custom blending bar. And there was a lady in there that was doing it. That was one of my mentors. And I ended up, you know, taking over, you know, this, this business that she had started and, and I just developed it, you know, on a larger scale. 
and I had a blending bar. So when people would come into the herb shop and they would see her, she would send them back to the bar, to the custom blending bar. And we would just talk it and, you know, like, all right, you know, so you're stressed. Let's smell some oils. You smell them. And then I, and then based on what you liked, I would put them together the way I knew how and put it in a blend. But when I started that custom blending bar, I only used 10 oils and I used only 10 oils for a good one to two years. I could pretty much handle anything with just 10 oils. And only as I developed my career did I start evolving that because it's, that's my passion. That's my love. This is what I do. Um, and so of course I've expanded, you know, but for you, you start with those two and whenever you're ready, you add a third one and you learn about it. It doesn't need to be overwhelming. Um, you know, I have a great reference book that I wrote and I profile 109 oils and, you know, I, I really made the reference book for me and my school, but I use it all the time. But it's nice that you don't have to memorize everything. When you need to learn about one thing, you can go and you can read about that one thing and learn it when you need it. It's not about learning everything, but learn it when you need it so you can apply it and then it becomes a part of you. And then that's an experience that you can pull on to help somebody else. Super interesting. Because I I feel like you're... um... I love the personalization of it, but even on your site, some of your oils, like you, and you brought one of them up, um, grief when you brought that up. So we, in my family, so a personal, we've lost several people in the last few years, several. And it's so interesting. I, I would love to dive deeper even into that, um, whether here or outside of it. And, and you, I don't know if you wrote about that one on the, on your, I read several of your articles, but I thought I that was so one. interesting. I do have one on grief and grief is very, grief is very special because, you know, it hits so close to home and it hurts. It hurts so bad and it's a pain you can't make go away. Um, Like if I bang my knee or I bang my elbow and that causes me pain, I know that in the next week that's going to be gone. I know that physical pain is gone, but on an emotional pain, post-traumatic stress even, um, on psychological stress, you know, uh, traumas we bring with us today that we've carried with us since our childhood, those pains take a longer time. And, you know, what I teach, and, and this is where I do make blends. I do have a wonderful grief spray. And a lot of my signature blends came about because I would make them over and over as a customization. But when the same blend kept working over and over, it, it then became a, a permanent product. And the grief spray was one of them. Um, but that's where I do add in a little bit more of the coaching side to it. Because as you work through different griefs and you come to terms with it, these layers start peeling off. And that's the power of your custom blends is that it's going to knock on your outer layer and say, hey, I'm here to heal you. And once it works on that, the next layer presents itself. And once you work on that, the next layer presents itself. And this is why, and you probably get this a lot. How come when I'm getting healthy, I seem to always have something coming up? Well, it's (laughs) great because your body is releasing all of the baggage And it's healing by layers. That's a good thing. Don't look at it as a bad thing. We have to switch your perception here. 
And, you know, with grief, that's what we're doing. We're hitting these outer layers until we get to those inner painful layers. And then you have these emotions that come up and, you know, having the psychology background I do and and being a health coach as well and a life coach, I'm able to come in and say, all right, your blend is going to create these emotions within you. It's going to bring all of these things forward. And then I'm going to help you navigate through that. Um, And that's where having a coach, you know, a personal coach, you know, a fitness coach, personal trainer, um, you know, is really going to be important to guide you because it's really hard to help yourself. Oftentimes we need somebody else. We are great at helping other people, but we're not always great about helping ourselves because we're in it. So having somebody on the outside to, to be that navigator is a crucial part. It's why we see the, um, the health coaching industry, the personal training industry, the life coaching industry, like expanding significantly because people realize the power of having a coach. You don't have to do it all by yourself. It isn't it great to have somebody next to you who, who knows everything and can just guide you. You don't have to go learn a new career, um, for doing that. Right. So, you know, working through that grief, it's not that you ever get over it, but you learn how to live with it. And, you know, I have lost, um, you know, just, you know, very recently, I just lost my cat of 16 years. Uh, she mm-hmm. was my little girl and it was a very traumatic um, day of how I found her. It was my first pet that died on its own of natural causes. Um, and that was just, um, you know, a traumatic day for me. And I, oh, I was a basket case for, you know, probably almost a Friday was a week actually. Um, and, you know, on Friday I thought I was going to be a continued basket case. And, you know, there was something about that because I allowed myself to grieve wholly and fully. I mean, blubbering, ugly cry. I mean, you know, everything about it. And then on Friday, you know, I had taken some flowers out to where we're fortunate to have some property. I was able to bury her here. Um, And I smiled and I was remembering, it turned my grief into honor and into a celebration to remember that. But I've had other losses in my life where I had several losses back to back and I didn't have time to grieve the first loss as much as I had time to grieve the one that happened last. And when you bury your emotions and you bury your feelings and you bury everything in, it's going to eat away at you, particularly in your gut. It's going to eat away at you and cause all of this disharmony in your body. You know, your all of your nerves pass through your gut. Everything you endure, your hormones, your neurotransmitters, your metabolism has to go through the gut. And if it's eating away at you, it's going to cause some detriment. You're going to have a harder time with that. But if we can get to a place of honor, um, and everybody's place is different. So you can't compare yourself. That's the first thing. You don't get over it but you learn to live with it. And there are oils and there are herbs that nurture and nourish and strengthen and support the lung capacity because you hold grief in the lungs. We hold fear in the kidneys. We hold worry in the gut. We hold anger in the liver. And a lot of times when they're really at their highest, that's the circadian time zone that's going to be most out of balance. 
So for somebody who says I have trouble or I wake up every night between 1 and 3 a.m., I know that's the liver time zone. They went to bed mad about something, um, you wow. know, or they're angry about something, and we have to figure that out. And I use the oils and herbs to help you to make it not so much, not so painful to work through that and to get through it. I'm gently going in and massaging those areas to say, it's okay. You know, I know you're angry. I know you're upset. Or I know you're grieving. I know it's painful. But we're going to make friends with it. We're going to make some peace with it and turn this into an honoring and celebration way. That's the power of what we can do smelling through our sense of smell and then also through nature by breathing fresh air, taking a walk in nature, but taking our herbs. So it's kind of that one, two aspect of, you know, we're smelling to go from the outside in and we're taking our herbs to nourish from the inside out. And we bring our body and our mind into this beautiful harmony. That's so interesting. I feel like you've, you've really opened up. Like, I think I could probably, I know I could talk to you for hours, but so you have these, so everything has times that you described on our circadian time, but now you're also saying we have certain organs that hold like our feelings and our emotions. When you bury them, they have to go somewhere. Wow. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. And then, um, gosh, and that's even deep. Now, do you teach any of that in your classes? I do. I teach all of that. I have certification programs and I have three different levels, you know, for people that just want to dabble in the beginning and that's holistic. And then I have a professional where we get definitely more in depth with all of that. And then I have the clinical where I bring in more of the emotional. I teach you emotional healing techniques. We go into understanding, you know, your skin tells you everything. And so we do a lot with uh, the skin, with emotions, and then advanced pathophysiologies um, that really bring everything full circle. I'm teaching you everything that I know to be true from firsthand experience, from research, from education. So I'm teaching you my brain and my, in my classes and I have little niche classes. So if for people that don't want to get certified, you certainly can take a niche class and, and I have a free little mini class on, on my website at gensensorimiversity.com where you can go and just listen to, um, I tell you about uh, a few oils that are great for your mental clarity and for emotional balance. And it's a great starting point, um, you know, just to kind of get your feet wet and just really connect uh, and, and have an experience of aromatherapy in action. I like that because I, I, um, I'm glad you brought that up because I did, I definitely um, joined that class and it is a great starter class. But I love also all this that you're explaining makes you want to go deeper because if you really, it's a lot, but I feel like if you take layer by layer, like you said, mm-hmm. and not only take the oils, but pay attention to all of these things, like it really opens up like a whole Pandora of things and ways to help yourself with whatever you're dealing with. Because even just the ones you said that you saw your, um, your blends that you saw a lot that you ended up offering, like I was looking at your blends because I've... I've purchased from, you know, some of the other places over the years when I first started getting into oils. Um, but yours, it was so interesting, like obviously depression, we hear a lot and, um, the, you know, everything with the gut is so interesting. I'm, I'm very interested in the gut, but then I saw courage and then the grief. And then I saw shingles, which I actually experienced shingles, um, 
I want to say it's almost been two years now when we were going through several losses, like loss of mother-in-law. I lost my cat. I lost, like they were like, my mom went in the hospital. Like they were, all these big things happened at one time. And I was so, I I sat in the office and cried when he told me I had shingles because I thought I am such a healthy person. What just happened? But you're right. I was probably burying so many things in so many places. Well, it's your perception. You change that problems and symptoms, change that to smoke signals. Just change that one word. I don't have problems. I have smoke signals. My, your body doesn't have a voice, but it certainly has a way to communicate with you. And it will always tell you the truth. Your body will never let yourself lie to itself. Um, Your gut instincts are always right. And, And part of why I love to teach is because I, my life was saved because I feel God had prepared me up to that moment. I had a lot of education. I had a lot of training and I had the right mentors that I could understand and communicate with. There's a lot of people that don't have that education. And the worst feeling is to feel helpless when you cannot help yourself or your family. And through education and the way that I have my programs is I've broken them down by courses. So I'm adding a layer. And with all my courses, you're getting me as your mentor because it's easy to learn information, but it's not easy to apply it and to turn that into a skill of using it. And so, you know, I'm mentoring you. And so it is this stair stepping of, okay, let's learn a little bit, but now I want you to personalize it. I want you to help yourself with this information. So now you have firsthand education and experience of how this can help you because how can you help other people? Like I certainly can read something and then use that whatever I read to go help somebody, but you might miss something in doing that. Um, and just like when, um, and it's ironic that, that you mentioned shingles, I was just Googling or uh, researching some of my old material to help another client with shingles. Um, and so I went into research um, <laughs> some material that I had saved in, in, in my uh, folder on my computer. And that's what I looked. But I always know that shingle is always going to happen when you're most, uh, when you're, when you're grief is at its highest because you're suppressing your oxygen. You know, when we're grieving, we hold our breath. We don't breathe from all four chambers. We're only breathing from two. And there's that connection. And and it's often, but your body was just giving you a smoke signal. It was its way of communicating with you to say, hey, I can't scream at you, so I'm going to give you a symptom or an ailment that's screaming so you know I'm pointing to the place that's most compromised in your body. Can you hear me now? Oh, you can't hear me. I'm going to make it louder the next time. And that's why our issues start very subtle. You start with a little headache. And then if you don't pay attention, Mm -hmm. it's worse and worse and worse. Well, that's why. We have to learn to stop and listen to our body and understand what it's saying and interpret that. Um, And then what do we do with that information? And that's the basis of why I teach and how I teach is so you know, you know what I know. And if you don't remember it, you go back and you have it sitting there to go back and learn it later whenever you need it. But at least you remember, ah, I remember learning about that smoke signal. Let me go back and relearn it 
Um, and, you know, I, I have a whole blog on, on grief and I, I do have some, a little bit of information in there on, on the shingles connection too. Such a good wealth of information that you, this conversation was even better than I would have even hoped. And it definitely makes me want more, but I, I want, cause I don't want to take too much. You're so busy. I don't want to take too much of your time. I want you first to point to, um, what your website is so people could find you on your website. You can go to GenSense, J-E-N-N-S-C-E-N-T-S, Aromaversity, A-R-O-M-A-V-E-R-S-I-T-Y.com. That's my school. You're going to see a lot of resources there about my programs and courses. And if you go to the bottom, I have a resource tab where I've got a ton of resources in there. Um, really good, juicy material uh, that will teach you already, um, you know, how to use some of the oils and what oils to use for certain things. Um, So I have that there and um, there's a contact. So if you have any questions or need to know something, you can contact me there. I do have my store separate. I have uh, an online store where I sell my products and that's at gensense.com. So the school is the Aromaver- Gensense Aromaversity, and my online store is gensense.com. And I believe once you go to gensense.com, you can find, at least I believe I did yeah, when I was can. on there, because I found yeah. all your articles, which you're right. You have such good information. I st- I was going one to the next to the next, because each one of them was interesting to me. And and so many people that I know, I, I was already like, I have like a list of names that after I talked to you, I was going to you know, send them to it because it just was great information to start. Um, your shop, like I said, had so many custom blends that I, I personally myself will probably invest in just because I thought they're so it's, it's, it's a lot of emotions and health situations that we're all going through, but I would still like to learn deeper about it, which you did say um, you have the three different levels with your course. Can you tell us, um, and I will put all this in the show notes so they'll be able to see, you know, where and click to find you. Um, but just tell us what the title of some of your courses are or even just your main course. Because I know the one that um, I believe I found you with was the one um, about the aromatherapy and the gut health together, which, um, but I know you have more than just that one. Yeah, I have um, I have four different certifications in in the gut health. Uh, um, I have created, and that's my newer certification this year. It, it's I was kicking myself. I'm like, I can't believe it took me 20 years to put this. I used to teach this uh, before, but never as a full certification. And so uh, I just started last week. We just started our next certification period uh, for to certify you as a holistic gut specialist. So you would have a holistic gut specialist certification. You would have those credentials, and then you are learning the skills. You're learning my system, all my tools, all my documents that you're able to grab it and run with it and, and become a, a gut specialist in helping other people and paying that forward. Uh, I also have aromatherapy certifications. The holistic is going to give you about 60 hours of training. You're going to get into all of the basics and have a, a good foundation of learning about aromatherapy and using it with certain body systems. 
The professional, we're going a little bit deeper. We're doing a more advanced training. Um, I'm breaking that out with specialized and personal care. So it's more catered to applying it, what you know and what you've learned for women, men, kids, pets, and environment, not, you know, natural cleaning. We also get into more advanced blending techniques, very strategic um, because that's a whole other layer. You you have oils, but then you have to put them into action. And there's different ways to do that in, in strategic ways. And I do have a um, gut program, a gut course. It's not the full certification, but it is a gut course in there. And then for clinical, you get all of, all of that. You get all of those seven courses plus four more. So I really have it. If you were to start with holistic, you could just add on the professional when you're ready or add on the clinical whenever you're ready. And the clinical side, we get into, you know, the advanced pathophysiology, the emotional healing, the integumentary system. Um, so you do feel, uh, you know, a lot of my uh, students right now are um, nurses, particularly in the VA hospitals, because they're implementing. There's this huge um, help right now to help with the opioid crisis and addictions to do that in a more holistic way. And so we're seeing a lot of the VA hospitals implementing aromatherapy clinics. And a lot of those students are coming from my school uh, that are doing that. Um, so it's really nice that we're able to use this and, and pay that forward. And then there's niche classes, you know, I have, you know, where you can just learn about, um, you know, energy and using oils for weight management. Um, and so I have some different niche topics. If you just want to do a simple course and learn about one topic, you'll find those right on there. And then you do... Um... And you brought this up, but just to confirm, you do individual coaching like online if someone just wants to talk with you personally about their situation or their health I do. Concerns. I do. Um, that schedule is, is a little bit limited, but I do, ha I do you know, um, have a holistic health uh, consultation where we can kind of lay everything out on the table and figure out what's going on. And my job is to find that common denominator. And then I create you a custom blend with that uh, so that we have that one-on-one -on -one time and I get a feel, and then I'm able to make you a custom blend and send that to you. And then you reorder and you can use that same blend until it doesn't smell good or you're not getting the same effect. And then we meet again and create a new blend. Uh, so I do consultations that way as well. Wonderful. Well, Jennifer, I feel like I've taken up a lot of your time and I appreciate um, every bit of your wealth of knowledge that you shared with us today. Um, it's been so informative, inspiring. I, I just, I can't wait to learn more. Honestly, you, you've, opened me up to some things that I really haven't like dove into yet. And, um, I know that every single person listening feels probably very similar because, um, there's always an answer. There's always something that can help us and you really have the gift of finding it. Thank so you thank so you. Thank you for being here. Me. I love connecting with you. I love talking with you. I'm glad that, that we've connected and we'll stay connected. Absolutely. I know that I'll be connecting with you again, whether it's through your course or hopefully we talk again, or I'm definitely going to be sharing your name with um, people I know that could use exactly what you're offering. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to learn more. Um, but if you'll stay on for just a second with me, but I just want to again say thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Kelly. I appreciate it. 
I appreciate you sharing this time with me today. I am grateful you are here. And if you have anyone that you feel could also benefit from this encouragement, please share it with them today. You can also add a quick review on iTunes, which would mean the world to me and help me just to make this better for each and every one of you out there. I will be here each week, so please be sure to subscribe to the podcast or join me at kellyrenato.com to get the latest episode and more tools to help you on your journey to feel your best and enjoy every single day exactly where you are. I would love to have you join my journey and let's all add good, healthy vibes anywhere we can every single day. Enjoy your week and embrace the season you're in. And I look forward to next week. Take care. Bye-bye.